pressure on him. Throws it up for eight. Shot blocked by Antetokounmpo. What a block from Giannis. 17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan. Open. Chicago with the lead. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll, trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, Irving puts it up. It's good! Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. Yes, 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 yes. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Top Room Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan. Stacks on stacks on stacks. Let's join with my guy. He's back. From uh, the deathbed and from his birthday, Aaron Kidd, Mr. AK, what's up? How we doing, AK? Jordan, it's good. It's good to be back, man. I uh, glad to be back here and hopefully pick some winners. I uh, enjoyed my birthday thoroughly and shows my age, but I probably, I guess, I enjoyed it a little too much because uh, ended up very sick uh, with some upper respiratory stuff. But man, I'm back and uh, had a good couple weeks in football. So maybe I just need to turn a year older and uh, get sick. And, uh, you know, I've had a really solid three week run. So trying to keep it going this week, man. Nice, dude. I'm glad you're okay. I was a little worried for you because one minute I'm talking to you, the next minute you're texting me from a fucking uh, doctor's office. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? But you're alive. You're well. Happy belated birthday. <clears throat> we gave you a shout out on the show. We told everyone to go wish you a happy birthday too. So hopefully that's we'll- awesome, man. I appreciate it. I, uh, I definitely felt a year older. Uh, that's for sure. So, but yeah, yeah man, football has been great the last couple of weeks. Finally got a groove going and, uh, unfortunately couldn't keep it going with Western Kentucky last night. Just kind of felt like we were on the, uh, well, I was on the wrong side of that one last night, man. Um, I think Western Kentucky had their shots. I feel like they had their chances. Um, just felt like they, they kind of slept off the first three uh, quarters, especially the offense. Oh, for sure. I mean, I thought Western Kentucky was the right side. We talked about it the night before. Just felt like a perfect opportunity. You know, Liberty's just been steamrolling through the Conference USA. They're, you know, I think they're like 5-2 and two ATS. And, you know, it just seemed like a good spot for Western Kentucky at home, you know, standalone type situation. And, uh, you know, you're right. They just kind of – they didn't wake up until the fourth quarter, dude, and that's game was kind of out of hand at that point, and they really couldn't stop the run. And it's frustrating to me because, like, I don't know, like I've watched a lot of Liberty games, and and I, AK, I know you're in you're in Lynchburg, so you're like right there in their backyard, and I, I just feel like like I don't think this team is as good as their record. Like they've had a lot of things go their way, which is variance, right? Like there's variance included, but it's like if you were to tell me. If I looked at all their box scores, you were to tell me this team's eight and zero or seven zero, whatever they are right now, eight and zero. I think, I'd be like, no fucking way. There's no way. But I mean, that's just the way. I agree, man. If crumbles. you were to tell me that Austin Reed is going to throw for four hundred yards and however many it was three or four touchdowns, and Caden Salter is going to complete ten passes, I would have told you, man. I'm glad I'm all Western Kentucky. Exactly. That's what I'm just saying. How it goes. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> man. It's a. Uh, it's frustrating sometimes, man. That's, but that's college, you know. That's college football, and uh, that's how it goes. I man. will say they have one of the best offensive lines in the group of five, probably the best. <laughs> Western Kentucky and, or Liberty? Uh, no, Liberty. Yeah, I mean, and, they can uh, run the ball. That, you know, that's something we actually talked about coming into the season. We thought their offensive line was going to be pretty good. 
I did not know it was going to be elite though. Yeah. And, uh, I, as, like you said, I here in Lynchburg, so I pretty much watched every Liberty game, m- m- pretty much almost every snap of every Liberty game, and they just dominate the line of scrimmage. Yep. Um, I mean, it's just it's it, you snap the ball, and, and these other defensive linemen are like three or four yards behind them, you know, and it's just like four or five yards. They'll go for fourth down at like their own twenty, yep. like on fourth and two, because they just know they're just going to run the ball down your throat, and and they'll run it yeah. on like fourth and seven, dude. They'll like r- yep. run it. <laughs> It's just it's comedy, dude. Um, but I mean, like you know, that's how Chadwell likes to play. Uh, you know, he did that same thing at Coastal Carolina. That's how he kind of built that program. So I mean, I kind of expected it, but I mean, Caden Salter is like kind of just Jekyll and Hyde. Like you just never know what you're gonna get from him. Like you know, you look at the Sam Houston game, and he was absolute fucking dog shit. And they barely won that game. And then you like look at a game like Buffalo, where he throws for like 600 yards and has seven touchdowns. So I mean it's just it's just uh it's crazy. It's crazy, man. But that's what we're here for. We're trying to get that variance out and kind of get the best number and uh you know lean the best way. And we have had a good couple weeks, which is a good thing. We weren't on last week. It was AK's birthday and he wasn't feeling well, so we took the week off. We're back this week. Gonna get some winners, hopefully. Uh get to the window. Cause NBA has not been a good start for me this year. But I always start NBA slow, so I'll, I'll I'll keep it 100. NBA always starts slow, then we pick up once we get more numbers and data, etc. Um, and then college f- college basketball is right around the corner, AK. Yeah, that was a nice My win Raptors for Raptors. did come through dude. for us. Uh, came, well, came through for a win tonight, uh, listen to the show. I don't bet a whole lot of NBA. I, I, I kind of dabble in the playoffs and, you know, tailing some sharp guys and just like yourself, but uh, I, I am a big fan of the NBA, and I'm actually a huge Toronto Raptors fan, one of probably three in the state of Virginia. So um, <laughs> I, I have a lot of responsibility. I have to hold it down for us. So big win tonight, finished it off uh, against a pretty good Timberwolves team. So glad to start off the season with a win. Uh, and speaking of last week, man, you know, I know I wasn't on the show, but um, it, it actually had a very good football weekend. I went 4-0 uh, between Saturday and Sunday, 3-0 in college football Saturday. Uh, my only play in uh, NFL Sunday uh, one, which was the Baltimore Ravens, but um, it did take two miraculous comebacks by Alabama Crimson Tide mm-hmm. and Florida State Seminoles to uh, cover mine. So felt a little bit lucky, but hey, sometimes it's not about being on the right side; it's just been being on the winning side. So that's right. Hey, and like you know, we've had so much go against us in that re- regard that it was like finally, I finally felt like <clears throat> free. Like I was like, holy shit. Something's going our way, dude. Like, I'll, I'll never forget the Texas Tech-Oregon game, dude. When that, that pick six fucking killed me. And I was just like, dude, this is, this is, uh, I'm cursed. You know? <laughs> they just, like, those things never go my way, dude. I'm always on the opposite side of that. So the fact that, like, that uh, Alabama and Florida State game kind of, like, went our way, dude, I was, uh, I was really happy. Really Toledo, because, you know, Miami had their chances there at the end, too. Well, then Blaine, uh, uh, Gabber got hurt, which kind of helped. Right, and in, uh, Toledo's defense held strong for us, but Toledo didn't score a point in the second half of that game, kind of yeah. like how it went for us in the other two games. It kind of went against us in that game. Luckily, their defense held on for us. So. Yep. So, hey, sometimes better be lucky than good. It's 100% right. Sometimes all that – excuse me, all that, all that matters at the end of the game is the final score. That's right. That's 100%. That's hundred percent true, and I always tell a lot of people like new betters and and stuff. You know, sometimes 
you win a bet and you're on the wrong side and sometimes you lose a bet and you're on the right side. You kind of have to factor that in and because if you don't, then you're going to move forward and you're going to be like, you're just going to think that your handicap was hella good. And I'm not saying our handicap on Alabama or Florida State was wrong, but like we definitely had had to have some things go our way to cover that bet. So I'll double down on what you just said. I think we were right about Alabama. I think Alabama was the right side, though. You know, yeah. I think Alabama was the right side. I, I will say I don't think Florida State was the right side. Riley Leonard getting hurt, obviously, hell you know, oh, yeah. us. absolutely helped. Yeah, but but I still think Alabama was the right side. So no, I, I'd, I'd argue that with anybody. But I, I do agree. I don't think that. Florida State was. I do agree, hundred percent agree. Um, before we hop into, and actually, that'll that'll sorry, Jordan, but that'll kind of go into what we're going to talk about later on in the show in one of the games. So. Yes. For sure. Before we hop into these games, though, we got to talk World Series because the, the CS has just ended. I haven't. We haven't been on it since you know two weeks. We I don't even think we've talked about the ALNLCS. So obviously, you know, uh, anybody that listens to the show knows we're both kind of high on Diamondbacks coming in. I'm absolutely shocked that they're in the World Series. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm even shocked the Rangers are in the World Series. Like, this is two teams that really stumbled in the playoffs, dude. They both had a, a shitty last month of the season. And that's usually the opposite of what happens in the playoffs, right? It's usually the hotter teams kind of come into the playoffs and just and keep it going. These two teams literally stumbled, walked backwards into the playoffs, and then just turned it up. And another funny thing I saw, AK, the last... The last, uh, I think it was like 14 teams that beat the Brewers in the playoffs won the World Series. Yeah, I think it's 13 or 14. Yeah. The teams going back to the, the 80s. Brewers and, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> if you're in the NLC, uh, you know, the NL, you want to play the Brewers in, uh, in the first round. So there you go. But yeah. Um, but, but to your point, man, I mean, we would have had some Diamondbacks, you know, plus 12,000 uh, tickets. If we thought the Diamondbacks would go on the World Series, anybody follows the show, you know, my biggest uh, season win total bet by far was the Diamondbacks over, I think I had 74 and a half. I think I had 75 and a half. And I think I even had some 76 and a half, if I'm being completely honest. Like every time they would move the number, just kept banging it. And, and so I was really high on the Diamondbacks coming into the season. But I was just high on them being a 500 team, right? Yeah. I wasn't high on them being uh, a World Series contender. So, hey, man, shout out to them. I love that team. Uh, you know, I've kind of been rooting for them this year just, you know, based on the season win total, and they've just kind of made me a fan of the team. But um, I tweeted this out and, and put this on Facebook last night, but the Seawald and the uh, Moreno trades of the last, uh, you know, year, year and a half, probably would go down to, of two of the better ones of recent history uh, well, even, to get them in the World Series right away. Even like Kevin Ginkle, like – Dude was trash in the beginning of the year, and then he like turns it up, and I, it's just it's a funny season for uh, for the uh, Diamondbacks because it, I mean they just had like such peaks and valleys in their season, which obviously baseball is a long season, right? But like they had like super peaks and valleys, like you know they were on top of the NL West in June, and then in August they weren't even going to make the playoffs. They went seven and twenty three yeah. over a thirty one game stretch, and here they are in the World Series, man. And like they, they legitimately have a shot to win it. Obviously, they're one of two teams left, and then, and then for the Rangers on the flip side, like the Rangers were like unbeatable for like four months in the season, and then we 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 kept saying the regression's coming, the regression's coming, the regression's coming, and it came and it hit like 
fucking ton of bricks in August. And then August and September, they they looked like shit. And it really came down to the last week of the season. If you honestly look back, if uh, Saya Suzuki catches that pop fly against Atlanta, Diamondbacks probably aren't in the playoffs right now. That one pop fly in the last week of the season. Right. Yeah, and if the Mariners don't blow it against the Astros there at the end of the season, the Mariners make the playoffs over the Rangers. Yep. And here we are, and these both these teams are in the World Series. So my question to you, I, I know everyone, all they want to hear is, who do you think wins the World Series? You know, Jordan, I haven't played anything yet, full transparency, um, but you and I were texting about this uh, last night, and, and, and me and a couple other uh, good friends of mine were texting about it, and Man, it's hard not to take the Diamondbacks. You know, when you talk about riding teams and, and the, the peaks and the valleys, man, they're on a high right now. And and the thing is, the Diamondbacks have played well all season. They, <laughs> If they would have figured out their bullpen earlier on in the season, they probably would have been a 90-95 to 95 win team. They just couldn't figure out the bullpen. And, I mean, it was like happening every night where they were going in like the eighth and ninth inning, up three runs, four runs, Blowing. and just getting whacked. Yep. Um, so figuring out Ginkle – uh, picking up uh, um, Thompson from the Rays, that was a freaking genius uh, uh, pickup off of waivers. And the Seawall trade, like I said, that might go down as one of the better trades that I can remember in recent history, you know, as far as becoming instant success. Um, yep. It's hard-pressed not to take the Diamondbacks, man. They're pitching. They, Brandon Fat. <laughs> who would have thought, right? He's come on as the third guy, and I'd even argue he's pitched as good as Kelly. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe as good as Gallon. I mean, yeah. if we're being honest. Um, so to have their pitching finally figured out one through three, their bullpen has been freaking lights out, stone cold bricks. Um, and I still have concerns about the Rangers bullpen too, with Chapman yep. and, and then I, I, I still feel like, uh, they got one or two to blow in them still. So, um, man, it's hard pressed not to take the Diamondbacks at the value. I mean, I've seen it as high as like plus plus one fifty right now. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. I, uh, cause if, if I look at, at the team's top to bottom, what the what the Dimebacks do really well is they hit for contact and they get on base, right? And they steal. They play bags. baseball the way baseball's meant to be played, Jordan. Yep. And the way the Rangers play is they really live and die by the long ball, right? And then if you look at the pitchers, like I'm going to take the Dimebacks starting pitching over the Rangers because the Rangers, Jordan Montgomery's been good, Evaldi's been good, but then it's like after that you have like a major drop off, right? Uh, Scherzer hasn't been good, and then anybody else they have hasn't been good. Their bullpen is hella sketch. Diamondbacks bullpen is better. Their starters are better. So I think honestly, I think the number is off a little bit, right? The only reason why the number is the way it is because the Diamondbacks were they were like minus twelve run differential in the regular season, you know, which they'd be they'd only be the second team in MLB history to win the World Series with a negative run di- differential in the regular season if that were to occur. But, I mean, this team is just – this team isn't the same team that we saw a month ago. And the Rangers are the same team we saw a month ago. I think the Rangers, like, I hate to say this, but I think they got hella lucky, and uh, especially in the Baltimore series, when Gunnar Henderson in the ninth inning tried to steal second and got caught stealing. He doesn't steal second. I think a lot of things are different right now. I don't think the, the Rangers are here. Um. And I know that I, obviously that's part of baseball. You know, luck is definitely a part of it. Variance is very high in baseball. We know that. But I, I just think, I think the Diamondbacks are as good of a team, if not better. And you're giving me plus 140 on the series. Like, I think it, 
it's an obvious play for me. I think we got to play it. Even if it loses, like, I would still take that bet all day, every day. It's actually been refreshing to see a team play baseball the way that, like, I grew up, like, knowing how to play baseball or, like, you know, how we were taught. You know, you get on ba- you know, you get on base, you take your pitches, you know, you take your walks, if you will. You get on base, you steal base, you create havoc, you create chaos, um, and you use your speed to your advantage. I guess you call it small ball, if you will, you know, if you compare it to, like, basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's been refreshing to see, man. Uh, and it's so funny because all these are things that we all talked about. I mean, we I remember me and our good friend Trig, Adam Trigger uh, of the show, me and him were uh, sweating out like our UConn ticket that we had placed like a month before this. And we're sitting in Turnerstone Casino, like putting this Diamondbacks bet in. Like me and him were talking and like talking about it. And these were things we were saying about it a month before the baseball season started. It's kind of it's it's been very, uh, very cool to see it come to fruition. Hell yeah. Hey, imagine if you had a Diamondbacks ticket to win the NL, man. Think- and that's something that, like we normally would have done. I, I don't know. Like, I guess we were too busy work- thinking the Blue Jays were going to freaking win the American League. <laughs> I don't know what we were thinking. Yeah, I mean, like, I thought, uh, I mean, to be honest, like, I thought the, the Phillies were definitely, even going into the playoffs, I thought, you know, the Phillies or the Dodgers were going to kind of cruise through, um, or the Braves, obviously. But, you know, the Diamondbacks just, they found ways, bro. And, like, dude, they they were losing both games to Milwaukee. They were down in both of the games and ended up winning those games. That's the craziest thing to me. Like, if I'm Milwaukee, I'm, like, sitting here and I'm, like, bro, we should have won those games and it's probably us here right now. But that's the yeah. difference, man. So, I'm, I'm excited for the World Series, though. Definitely lean Diamondbacks for sure. I don't, I'm not really interested in playing game by game because it's just, I don't know. Maybe it depends on the spot because, man, when uh when the Phillies won Game Five in uh Arizona, I was like, bro, there's no way fucking Arizona's gonna win two in Philly. <laughs> and they a lot did, of other bro. people thought that too, <laughs> and they did. I didn't bet a single one of those games, so you know, I me neither. I uh, I just I wasn't gonna bet on the Diamondbacks, and even though I lean like I talked to Ben two both days, and I was like, bro. I just think the numbers off. Like, bro, they're they're giving us like plus one forty, plus one fifty to bet the Diamondbacks. Like, we should just play it based on the number. Like, that's just that's too much. Well, the, the, the run line was playable. I mean, they were like minus one fifteen, uh, minus one ten. Yes, but yesterday they were minus one forty five, and I was like on the run line. Well, right, because if I, they finally get yeah, it, it got caught up after you know game six. But yeah, I mean, the run line was playable in game six. Oh, so mad at myself that we didn't play that shit, but. You know, living you learn, I guess. I did play the Astros, though, and that was... And I hate the fucking Astros. Me, too. You know I do. <laughs> I, I hate the Rangers, too. I'm just, I just keep sitting back, and I'm like, man, if, if only... If the Twins just got, like, two hits with runners in scoring position, they're in the World Series right now. Yeah, that was kind of, uh, like, mind-numbing to watch. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. You bought it up. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk some let's talk some college football this weekend um first game we're going to talk about is uh oregon versus utah um this game kicks off at what what time does this game kick off 12 30 pacific yeah 12 well yeah 3 30 eastern yeah 3 30 eastern 12 30 pacific this is in utah rice echo stadium 
Um, you and I have, have texted back and forth about this game a couple times this week. Currently, Oregon is laying 6.5. The total is 47.5 on the money line. Utah plus $2. Uh, Oregon minus 250. What's your thoughts on this game here, AK? Yeah, thanks for telling me the line because I was trying to look it up. So this game was bet all the way up to 7 for a good while. It was at 7. It's crept back down to 6.5. This is what I I take. And I'm going to kind of go against probably what the masses think, um, which is nothing new for the way we think here on Taproom Sports. But um, instantly you look, man, you're like, oh, my gosh, Utah, they just beat USC. Utah gets, uh, you know, Oregon at home. Kyle Whittingham's probably one of the better coaches that no one knows his, how to say his last name. You know, um, it's all the right things, tools to bet Utah. Well, full transparency, I have not uh, bet this game yet, um, but I am 90% there on. I wouldn't be surprised if I, when I tweet out my plays Saturday morning that I haven't played Oregon by then. Um, and the reason why is because at some point Utah's offense – is going to come to reality. I mean, they're basically playing with their set. Well, really, their third string quarterback at this point. Um, I know Utah's a tough place to play, but beating USC, this is no offense to you, Jordan, that win doesn't impress me. It really doesn't. I mean, you're talking about a USC team that's two and five against the spread. Um, and so you get Oregon off of a loss to Washington. They go, and, and I kind of felt like, I knew that number was too high. I just couldn't bet it. Washington State was getting like 20 points against them last week. And I just couldn't bet it. Um, but that's kind of feels like the game you kind of lose twice or, or you don't cover at least, you know, in that second game. You're kind of sleepwalking off to getting beat by Washington. But if you – this is where I think it lies. Oregon's defense is very good. People forget that. Um, Utah, let's just say Oregon. Who do you think is the best defense in the Pac-12, Jordan, just off the top of your head? UCLA. Okay. Who do you think is the second? Utah. If you can't say Utah, I would say Oregon State, right? No, no way. I think I think Oregon State, and then Oregon would be another good defense. But against those kind of defenses, Utah scored fourteen points against UCLA, and they scored seven against Oregon State. Um, I think this total being where it's sitting at, and the spread being where it's sitting at, I think Oregon. I think Utah's going to struggle to score, man. I really do. I think Oregon comes out, and and I know it's not our style to lay kind of points on the road like this, but I really like Oregon uh, minus six and a half here. Well, AK, okay. you're you're not going against the green. You're you're going with the public betting Oregon. Public, you know, I, and, I, Oregon. and I will say this, Jordan, because I know you're going with this. I have stopped basing my uh, yeah, I mean, you should cap if you will. You should never because base it off the public plays and and whatnot. I I used to think that I always, you know, I, I didn't like being on the same side, but it doesn't bother me like it used to. I'll yeah. say that. But I'll, I'll tell you right now, you're on the wrong side of this one. Because the the one thing about Oregon State is Oregon State, definitely not the second best defense in the Pac-12. You know, I am Taproom Sports' Pac-12 aficionado here, right? Utah definitely has a second best defense, and they're getting healthy on top of that, all of that. They've been... They've been decimated with injuries on their defense and their offensive uh, for most of the season. Cam Rising is not going to play. I understand that. However, Utah had to go to Oregon State. Oregon State, Beaver, uh, uh, Corvallis, that's one of the most difficult places to play, especially in like a primetime situation. I we, we we were on Oregon State that game for various reasons. Like we like I knew that they were going to struggle because Utah had a a. a a not experienced quarterback, 
But this is the difference is they're at home now. They're at home, and their defense is going to be ready to play. This game reminds me so much of two years ago, bro, and we talked about this. When Oregon was 10-point favorites, they go into Utah, a standalone game, primetime, and Utah just fucking beat the brakes off of Oregon, dude. Like, it wasn't even fucking close. And I know that that was Mario Cristobal that was a coach there. But that was the same year they beat Ohio State at Ohio State. Like, Utah is just, it's a different place, bro. It's, it is unlike anything. It's, it's, it's different, bro. It's very different. And, like, I thought Oregon should have beat Washington. Like, I definitely think Oregon is the best team in the Pac-12. I, I admit that. Like, they are the best team in the Pac-12, in my opinion. And this is a USC fan here. USC is probably the fifth best team in the Pac-12, if, if I'm keeping it a buck. It goes Oregon, Washington, Oregon State, Utah, then USC. Fifth best team. But I just think this is too many points. Like, this should be more like a field goal type game. Oregon might win, but this is going to be a much closer game than, than people are anticipating and the public's anticipating. This is going to be a very close game. I haven't got to the window I should have got there with the seven. I like that seven. Six and a half, I'm kind of more of a stay away. But I am I am here to give you trepidation that saying, you know, don't just lay the points going into Utah, dude. Especially that many. It's 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 a very difficult place to play. Very difficult. And this Utah defense is great, by the way. This is a great Utah defense. Don't get it twisted. They got like six NFL players on this defense. And Oregon's defense is good too, AK. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, like, I, I guess the way I look at it, it, if you give me that Utah's defense maybe has the edge over Oregon's defense, and I think it's closer than maybe what most, you know, really think. Um, and Kyle Whittingham is a great coach, man. I, I understand that. I just think this Oregon team kind of slept walk last week. And I feel like if they come out and just blast Washington State last week – this number would be nine and a half. I, I really think that. See, but like, I don't think they necessarily slept walk last week because this is the reason why they were coming off that loss against Washington and they're at home. Now, if they beat Washington and then I could, I could hear the excuse for like sleepwalking, but Washington state's no slouch. Right. And same thing. Yeah, and, for, they, and I guess, and I, and I know what you're saying. They came off getting throttled, you know, the week before. So yeah. I get it, but just think Bo Nix. Think Bo Nix lights him up. Man, Bo Nix hasn't played good in big games though. That that is uh, that also concerns me. You know, he, he. I don't think he. I don't. I mean, you're talking about a kid that's throw 19 touchdowns, gets one pick all season. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, but I mean, like, he was good against you against Washington, but he wasn't great. I think he was. I don't think he was great, but I think he was good. If he was as good as Penix, they probably they probably blow Washington out. Yeah, and and, and I do agree. Uh, with some maybe some coaching errors in that Oregon Washington game, and that's another. That's time. the other thing, dude. Is like how how can you trust Dan Lanning? You know he he might make a mistake or two. You know, given the the coaching situation where he should kick a field goal, he's going to go for it and not get it on fourth down and two because the Utah defense is that good. That's that's the other thing that concerns me. He's like the Utah definitely has a coaching advantage with Kyle Winningham. He's definitely oh the yeah, no, coach. I'll, I, like I said, I'll give you that. 
I, I don't know, man. Like I said, I haven't played this game. I don't know if I will, but I definitely I'm I it's either for me it's Utah or, or nothing. There's no way I'm playing Oregon in this spot. And you might be right. Oregon might win. Oregon might cover. But I'll be happy not playing this in Oregon covering. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I I just that's tough for me. It's tough. And you're right, dude. Oregon's defense is much improved from last year. Last year, they were one of the worst pass defenses in the country. Yep. Like, one of the worst. This year, they're much better. I just uh, I just can't I can't get there with Oregon on the road at Utah. Because I bet them against Utah two years ago, and I got fucking absolutely destroyed because <laughs> Utah won outright. So, that's that. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, Kansas versus Oklahoma. Um. This is a very interesting line. Oklahoma comes into this game undefeated, 7-0, 6-1 against the spread, and they're laying 10 points on the road against Kansas. Total 65.5. What do you think about this one, AK? So this game's actually, like, been getting bet as well. Like, Kansas is taking money. Like, I, for a long time today, I saw, like, a lot of nines. Um, and so – uh, from some research I've been doing and some things I've been hearing, Daniels may play. Um, and I know, feel like we've said that for, you know, <laughs> two weeks now. But, um, you know, they came off this point, lost to Oklahoma State a couple weeks ago. And for anybody that has listened to the show, you know, one of my – well, actually, you too. We bet Kansas over five and a half wins. Yep. Um, and so, I was high on this Kansas team coming into the season. And this is a spot where um, – I haven't hopped on Kansas this game because I feel like I've got a pretty good beat on this Kansas team. And I feel like it's getting bet because a lot of people think Daniel's going to play. Oklahoma Oklahoma had a terrible showing against UCF, you know, last week in a game they probably should have lost, actually. They should have. Um, um, so I think people are just kind of waiting to, you know, want to fade Oklahoma coming off of that. But I'm not ready to jump in front of Oklahoma or Kansas right now in the situation. So um, if you made me play a side – I guess it would be Kansas, but I really, really not looking to play a side here. But I promise you, I will be rooting for Kansas to cash our over five and a half wins for us. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, dude. I don't, I don't know about a side here. I do lean Kansas. Uh, I am getting. I'll probably end up playing Kansas. <laughs> I'm gonna be straight up with you. I just Good. think, hey, go Jayhawks! I I think that this spot just screams Kansas and. There's a lot of Oklahoma money coming in because of the fact that, like, they barely covered last week. I think a lot of the public is coming in and saying, like, okay, you know, they didn't cover last week. They're going to cover this week. Um, Oklahoma's taking 47% of the money, 17 or 47% of the tickets, only 17% of the money, according to pregame.com. Which I don't know. Yeah, I'm seeing similar numbers. So. I, I, the betting splits are pretty even, which is probably why the line hasn't really fluctuated all that much. And there probably is only, like, what, $300,000 that's been placed on this game? Yeah. The handle's probably – it's probably not that high yet. But I – bro, the, that Oklahoma team, you're right, dude. They should have lost last week. They should have. I watched every second of that game, man, and, and didn't have a penny on it. But one of my good friends, unfortunately, had the over huge in it. And – um that first half was kind of hard. It's kind of tough to watch, actually. Yeah. And 
Also, Oklahoma, you know, they covered against SMU. They probably shouldn't have covered against that game. It took two turnovers in the in the SMU territory for them to cover mm-hmm. that game. I don't know. I, I, I think Oklahoma's a great team. but And they're probably going to make the college football playoff, depending on how the Big 12 championship shakes out. But I think this could be a spot for Kansas. I think Jalen Daniels is going to play in this game, which is a good thing for Kansas. Um, and Lance Leopold, I'm going to be straight up with you, he's the better coach in this game over Brent Venables. So I, I, oh, de- I agree with that. I, I lean. Where's... Where's a college game day this week for ESPN? Is it in Kansas or is it in where are they going? Gosh, I actually don't know the answer to that, Jordan. Neither do I, which fucking worries concerns me. I'm pretty it's it's gotta be this game or it's gotta be fucking um It's either this game or Oregon, Utah. Yeah, I think it's Oregon, Utah. They should be going to UNLV Fresno State. That's where they should be going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. You could uh, make a poster, Jordan, and go be on there. It's funny because my boss is a Fresno State alum. Okay. <laughs> and I'm obviously San Jose State, so like we give each other shit all the time. Um, <clears throat> but uh, that's uh, that's interesting to me, too, because like, how often is game – if game day is in Kansas, how often has game day been in Kansas? Probably never right. for football. Maybe maybe 08, like that that one year when uh, like Akeem Tlaib was on the team. Might be the only year ever. Yep. You yep. know what I mean? So I think it could add a extra home field advantage type element. And remember, Kansas knocked off Texas a couple mm-hmm. years ago in and, Kansas. And, and Oklahoma has been allowing um, like over 150 yards rushing in a game against them. And what does Kansas do very well? Run the ball. Run the ball. Yep. Yep. So I definitely, I'm definitely leaning Kansas here. I I want a little bit more information on Jalen Daniels though before I. Actually, Me too. My only concern about that is like the second Jalen Daniels gets, if he's in, this line's gonna drop to like eight. Yeah, yeah. So it might be better just to play a little on the ten, and then play a little bit more on the eight. Man, I'd love to cash uh, our season win total by beating Oklahoma. That would be, that would be fucking awesome. That would be huge. That would be absolutely huge. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that? <laughs> I mean, you can't count them out, dude. Like like I said, they beat Texas two years ago. Nobody gave them a chance in that game. No, and, and here's the thing, man. Even if Daniels doesn't play, like, Jason Bean is more than serviceable. I mean, we saw it last year with him. Yeah. We've seen it this year. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll give it to you. He threw two totally – Awful interceptions against Oklahoma State that pretty much cost them game. Um, but is Jalen Daniels an upgrade over Jason Bean? Yes, a thousand percent. No one's going to debate that. But I don't. I don't hate Jason Bean. Yeah, I don't think it's like a three point downgrade. No, we're not. You know, we're not going from prime time Brett Favre to Todd Detmer. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's a throwback right there, Ty Detmer. <laughs> BYU been playing Immaculate Grid, man. It's got my uh, brain going from uh, the '90s. Oh, I love Immaculate Grid, man. Yeah, you got me on it. So we got to start. Go. We got to start doing a segment of Immaculate Grid and just building an Immaculate Grid during the show. Yeah, I finally got my first one in the like in the the, the in two digits, like you know, pops up Immaculate, and I got like a ninety some the other day, and I was like, okay, I'm getting there. I'm telling you, whenever the A's are on there, dude, I just be finding the most 
I, I know the most random motherfuckers. <laughs> Same way with me and Washington. I got like point oh four the other day. Yep. Uh, with uh, like the Washington's like fourth string receiver on their eighty. Uh, su- to actually they won two Super Bowls, eighty eight and ninety one, and he was on both teams. Ricky Sanders and uh, and then and then I got uh, like point oh four. I think I texted you, but it, you had to do uh. Colt Super Bowl winner, and I picked Jim Sorgi. Yeah, forget he was Peyton's backup that year. So Jim Sorgi, dude. Yeah, yeah. The year they beat the Bears. So what a fucking name that is. <laughs> you want to play any Mac on the grid though? Go play it. It, it, it it's fucking awesome. Yeah, and actually, it definitely um, it's definitely good for your brain. Like yep. it definitely helps you refresh your brain. Like sometimes I'll just be like. Like, sometimes answers will come to me like that, and then sometimes I'll, like, have to sit there and I'll just be like, be like, man, like, who played for the Indians or Guardians and, and the Twins? And I'm, I'm, like, sitting there for, like, 30 minutes, dude, just thinking of, like, a name. And then it'll just pop yeah, right I would up, hate dude. to be uh, the camera on my MacBook right here because I'm just, like, sitting here, like, <laughs> stooped over and I can't think. Yeah, and then dude. it just pops pops my head and I can't wait to type it in, you know, so – um one I got the other day, and then we'll move on. But uh, I was struggling with, uh, I think it was Vikings and Raiders. And then, like, it just popped in my head. I was like, oh, my God, Dante Culpepper played for the Raiders for, like, half of a season. So did Randy Moss. Yeah, but see, I knew Randy Moss would be the big answer. Like, I, you know, because yeah. you're always going for the rarest answer. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, I can't pick Randy Moss. That's probably, like, the number. It's probably, like, 60% answer. Yep. And Dante Culpepper was a good answer. I think it was, like, 3%. And I was like, okay. Damn, only 3%? It was small, yeah. Yep. Trying to think of who else played for the Vikings and Raiders. Randy Moss, Dante Culpepper for sure. It's got to be some other ones. But yeah, that shit is. Uh, that's a. It's a fun game, man. If you don't play a match, especially game, because like the obvious answer usually pops in your head, but like yeah, you know you're not the playing the game for the obvious answer. So yep, you want something. Sometimes I'll put the obvious answer just because I can't think of anything else. Same here. Yeah. It'll, I'll just I'll be sitting there for like two hours trying to think of something, and I'll be like, "Fuck, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta put the obvious one." But uh, yeah, you're right, dude. That is that's why I love, like, obviously being from the Bay Area, I have a lot of knowledge of like the Giants, A's, Raiders, Niners, etc. So like all those games, whenever there's those those teams pop up, I can always find the most random motherfuckers, dude. Love it. All right, let's move on to Kentucky and Tennessee, AK. It's getting late out there in Virginia. Oh, yeah, man. All good. So, Kentucky, yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. Kind of alluded. Hold on. Let me, I'll read off the line. Kentucky plus three and a half. Tennessee laying three and a half. Total 51 and a half. What do you think? Well, I think we kind of saw Tennessee for what they are. You know, Joe Milton has been such a downgrade over Hinton Hooker. And, like, coming into the season, I was like, I don't think it'll be that much of a drop-off, right? Like, you know, Hypo's offense kind of, you know, doesn't plug and play, but kind of plugs and plays quarterbacks. You know, those kind of quarterbacks, athletic, move around. Yeah. And Millen just seemed off. And, I mean, I even saw this. Like, I talked about this on this show, like, after, like, week one against UVA. Like, they struggled for two and a half, really three quarters against UVA. Um you know, Joe Bill's yep. just like throwing like seven yard slants and he's just like airmailing it like ten yards over the guy's head. And <laughs> and you know, I know I was and I, I remember me and you were talking about I was like, Joe Milton doesn't look impressive at all. Nope. And so um, 
You saw last week they came out kind of hot out the gate, but I, I kind of blame that more on Alabama. You know, he, uh, they throw the pick in the end zone. You know, there was there were, that score could have easily been tied at halftime, right? Yeah. Maybe like Alabama even leading at halftime. So I think that was more Alabama's miscues than Tennessee really doing a lot. They struggled to score in the red zone. We saw that a, a bunch last week against Alabama. Um, they kind of like to gamble on fourth down, and that hasn't worked for them very well either. Um, you know, when you're looking at trends and things like that, Tennessee, Kentucky, both four and three against the spread. But when you talk about the spot, I, I just – I think that's a game Tennessee, for as flat as they came out after the, you know, halftime whistle last week, it's a game you lose twice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Kentucky, I think it's a great spot for them. Um, you know, so if I'm definitely looking – if I'm looking to play this game, it's, it's, it's definitely Kentucky or nothing for me. Yeah, I definitely – I like if Alabama. I mean, if Tennessee covered last week or even won, I'd be much more like on the gun to play Kentucky this week, right? But yep. I do think you're right. I think this is Kentucky or nothing. Like this is a spot. Kentucky's coming off, you know, getting their too. Yeah, and the week before that, they got their fucking blown the fuck out by Mizzou. Um, yep. At home, Mizzou just absolutely dominated. Shout out AC Money. Both AC and I were on Mizzou that game, and uh, I just think I think this spot is all Kentucky. Like this is a home type game. Um, you know, Leary hasn't looked great the last couple of weeks, but I do expect Kentucky to get back to running the football and kind of limiting where Leary's gonna have to make plays. And Joe Milton, dude. He hasn't looked very good. Aside from the South Carolina game, like, he hasn't looked good at all. And South Carolina couldn't get any fucking pressure on him. But when you get pressure on Joe Milton, he he's just a different quarterback. Bro. He gets happy feet. He overthrows receivers. He underthrows receivers. Throws them wide. Throws them short. It's, um, I think this is only Kentucky, AK, or nothing. Maybe we look, yeah, agree, maybe we look at the under. Yeah, I agree. I, I I think Kentucky's had a week to prepare. Um, well, I guess two weeks now to prepare. Coming off the bye, coming off that embarrassing loss against Mizzou. And I just think Tennessee, I think you saw them for what they are in that second half. And, and it's not the Tennessee, uh, especially offensively, that we've kind of come to know, you know, in, in the Josh Hypo offense. Um, and that's just a spot, man. You think about this. Regardless of Alabama's record, regardless of anything – Tennessee and Alabama, that rivalry, you know that it wasn't just Alabama having that game circled for Tennessee. Yeah, It was also Tennessee saying, oh, my God, we're going to sit here and we're going to beat Alabama back-to-back years, right? Yep. Like, we got a chance to do that this year. And they go into halftime, that's all they were thinking about. Oh, we've done it again. We beat Alabama twice. They come out and get their teeth kicked in in the second half. Nothing goes right for them. And that's just in the game that I just feel like, man, I, I, you can easily lose it twice. It could be in your head all week this week, and you come out flat against a, a good Kentucky team. I, you know, I know Kentucky got whacked against the Missouri and also got whacked against Georgia, but I, I don't think Tennessee is Georgia, right? I'll I, 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 be honest, uh, Missouri's hot right now. So well, I also think that Georgia spot was really bad for them because, like, they came off beating the shit out of Florida – Right, so they were like riding high, and then on the flip side, Georgia was coming off barely beating Auburn, <laughs> and so right, it was kind yeah, of. I was, I was on Georgia in that game, unfortunately. Yeah, you and I both, dude. Why you got to keep bringing this shit, up, man? 
you, when you bought it up, I was like, oh my god! I just had flashbacks of. But I was on Georgia on against fucking Georgia Bulldogs. I, I ran it back against Kentucky because I was like, bro, there's no fucking way that yep. they're going to cover. They're going to cover this game because Kentucky's riding high, Georgia's riding low, and and what do you know? Do they beat the dog shit out of fucking? Uh, out of Kentucky. Sorry, AK, I was uh, watching the TV because uh, UTEP just scored. It's tie game. Oh, okay. Tie game now? Okay, there you go. Yep. Tie game, UTEP. Sam Houston looking for their first W. And that would FBS. be their first FBS W. First FBS W. But, yeah, I'm with you, AK. I think Kentucky is the right spot here. I think it's the right team. I think it's the right side. I like Kentucky in this game. I'm actually probably going to get to the window with this one. Yep. I'm not high on this this Tennessee team, bro. I'm not either. I just don't. I don't think they're. Very, I don't think they're that good at all. Oh, I I remember like I texted you, texted a couple of my other buddies that are you know really big in the SEC and kind of getting beads on that conference, and I'm like, dude, Tennessee's not impressive. At like I, I saw it against UVA. How do you think the SEC is going to? How do you think it's going to shake out now that you know Georgia doesn't have Brock Bowers? Nope. The conference is pretty wide open. Who do you think actually wins this conference when all is said and done? I mean, I I, I feel like it's still hard to get in front of Georgia. Like, you think you so? Know, I, I, and, I, and I know that's the easy answer because they um, came. You watched. You had. Georgia in the Auburn game. You watch the Auburn game. Until they went to Brock Bowers, that offense looked fucking dead. And now uh, they don't yeah. have Brock Bowers. Yeah, and you're still talking about a team, though, that has only allowed 98 points in the whole season. Like, I just think their defense is going to keep them in games. Um, and I may eat my words, you know. <laughs> Hell, I thought the Dodgers would run through the NL. So, you know, there's that. Um, I, I told I just you feel that like it's was hard the wrong to get, side. I, I just – Man, it, it'd be hard for me to get in front of Georgia, but um, God, I don't know, man. Yeah, what I, about? I, I guess you got to figure out who do you think is going to win the SEC West. Like, does Alabama just now just keep cruising? You know, well, when everyone was <laughs> throwing AK, in the towel on them. I think we were right all along. I think LSU might win this conference. Wouldn't that be wild? Oh, I'll, I'll be pissed as fuck. Just that defense, though, man. It, it, that they, LSU defense—they're not good. But like, can you imagine? They aren't good. Can you imagine Alabama trying to score with them? Like, dude, Alabama's oh, no, no, offense is so bad. Yeah. Like, I just don't know if there's an offense that can that can score with them. Like, if they get one stop, one or two stops in the game, they probably win the game. That's how good their offense is. Yeah, no, it is. Um, lost to a good Miss, Ole Miss team too. Like, I I don't hate that loss. Yeah, and I was, it was such a wild game, dude. Points. Yeah. It was a wild, wild game. I watched every second of that game. Oh, actually, I watched every second to the third quarter until I turned it off at the end of the third quarter because we were out, unfortunately, on South Carolina and Tennessee, and I, I'd watch that. Like, I'm ready to say <laughs> South Carolina isn't good. Oh, like, yeah, dude. I think that, that's been proven. Like, they are dude. not good. That's been proven. That was, uh, that was a, my worst bet of the year was South Carolina at, at Tennessee, dude. The only team that's made Tennessee look great. Is South Carolina. Yeah. Like, I'm ready to say, like, that South Carolina team is not good. No, everyone was on them last week, too. I don't know why. I was not doing it. Everybody no. loved it. All, like, some of the sharpest guys I know loved it. And I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. 
think I'm gonna lay right. Like that makes me not like automatically like I wouldn't bet Missouri like because of that, but like not in a rush to go back South Carolina at all, dude. I think well, I think the market's catching up to Missouri now because Missouri's been getting like favorable numbers, right? But yep. uh, man, South Carolina that team is bad. AK like their offensive line's terrible, their defensive line's terrible, and if you're bad, Rattler's been terrible. Yeah, but I mean, I think a lot of his issues are the the offensive lines are so bad. Like they're the USC of the SEC. <laughs> and they really. I wouldn't are. give them that much credit. I mean, I mean, they don't have Caleb Williams, but I mean, it's basically the same thing. Like they have two bad offensive and defensive lines. Like you just can't beat good teams if you're bad up front. You can't. It's it's a struggle. And I could go on a rant about Lincoln Riley for the next fucking two hours, and it would be entertaining. But oh my gosh, your TikTok the other day was incredible about that. Well, I mean, dude, like you look like you had lost your puppy. <laughs> I mean, I did, dude. <laughs> I mean, this is a thing, dude. It's like you know, I I grew up. My my grandpa went to USC. My uncle went to USC. My whole family went to USC, right? So I've been a I've been a Trojan since I was born, right? Went to Trojan games in Berkeley Coliseum in the early 90s, Stanford, down into the Coliseum, South Bend, Indiana, Notre Dame. I've, I've seen it all, bro. I've seen, the, I've seen the bad, and I've seen the good. I've seen the great, and I've seen the epic, right? I've seen Pete Carroll years. And when USC football is good, they're physical, and they dominate the trenches, dude. When Pete Carroll was there, we were the best defensive team in the fucking country. Remember, good offensive line too. Lindell White, Reggie Bush, man, they just ran it down people's throats. I know they had good quarterbacks too, but really, ran. I mean, they were almost a run first team. I remember that absolutely. It starts up front, yep. and like this USC team with Lincoln Riley, and ev- and everyone's like, oh well, you know, he took over a four and eight team, and blah blah. blah. It's like, yeah, bro, we were in the Pac twelve championship last year. We hit the portal. We had the second best rec- uh, recruiting class in out of the portal and we're worse dude <laughs> we are a worse team than last year what does that tell you that tells you that coaching is not good that's on coaching bro period and like even the like as bad as the defense is as bad as Alex Grinch has been bro Lincoln Riley's in in charge of this program he doubled down on Alex Grinch after the defense cost them the cotton bowl last year right we're expecting, and he said in January, this defense is going to be better. We're going to be a defensive team next year. Bro, we're far from that. We we fucking suck on defense. Dude. Our defense fucking is trash. So bad. And then our offense has even regressed. On top of all of that. So whose fault is that? You can't blame Alex Grinch for that. And that's why. And I know no one wants to hear this, but there was there's a little prima donna, little... There's a little itch from Caleb Williams. Stop You've it. seen it. Stop it. You've seen it. Stop you know it. you've it's seen not, it. We all saw it. It's not There's him, though. The guy coming out saying that he wants equity in a football team. That's, that's never not been true, done ever. dude. That's not true. You can't be a part owner and a player in the NFL. Right. It's against the rules. That's that's a good Funny it. story about my local Washington Wizards here, and the reason why I will never be a Washington Wizards fan, and I know you probably know the story, but it's a wild story about what they did to Michael. Michael Jordan? Hmm. What? You know, Michael Jordan had equity in the Wizards. Then he comes back to play for him. Yeah, but he had to sell the team to play for him. Yeah, he had to sell his equity to play for him. And then they wouldn't sell it back to him when he was done. Ah, I did not know that. Yep. 
that, that he never got any type of contract or, you know, contract obligations. He never put it in right. He took a uh, wizard's owner word for it. And uh, when he stopped playing, he went to go buy his equity back and was even going to pay what the team had increased, you know, so much percentage of what the equity had increased and was going to buy it back for what it's worth now, not what he sold it for. And they wouldn't do it. Interesting. I never, I'll never be a wizards fan. <laughs> yep. True story. Now they have new owners. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now they're owned by the Saudis. Yep. But yeah, nope. That's crazy. Mark. I never knew that. Yep. Bro. I never yep. knew that. Got Michael and Jordan. Then, so then that's when he went right to there. the Bobcats. You know, went and bought the Bobcats, essentially. Yeah. I'm, I mean, that was a great investment. He made a lot of money, but he did a dog shit job there. <laughs> he wasn't a very good talent evaluator. I'll say that. At all, dude. <laughs> He wasn't a good talent evaluator in Washington either, for what it's worth. No, Kwame, he wasn't. Kwame at all. Brown, number one. Yeah. Uh, the only one he ever got it right was. Uh, poor Mike. What was his last? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he got Kemba right. And he also. He got Kemba and he got Gerald Henderson, right? Yeah, he did. He did drafted Gerald Henderson. And, and he also he also said that they weren't going to re sign Kemba to that mega deal, which was a good, good decision, yeah. by the way. Yeah. That was the best decision he probably made as an owner. It, it it sucks because, you know, like, obviously Michael Jordan's my favorite player ever, and you, like, want him to my succeed. Favorite. And he just wasn't good as an owner. And sometimes, like, I, I think that there's just, like, I think the same thing could be for LeBron once he be because LeBron's going to own a team at some point for sure. And, like, when you're a great player, like, you look down on every other player, you're like, this player's not as good as me. Well, yeah, dude. There's not there's not that many <laughs> players that are ever going to be as good as you. So if you evaluate every player based on how you were, it's going to be a rough going, dude. Which is why I don't think good good players make good coaches. Like Magic Johnson was a dog shit coach, right? Kobe Bryant would have been a trash coach. Like the only guy that's ever been able to do it is Larry Bird. Why I have yeah. no clue, dude. I have no clue why he's been the only guy to be able to do it. Or Jerry West. Have you ever have you ever heard like some of those Bobcat stories? You know, like like you know that one year they won like ten games and won like fifteen games, and so it was like Gerald Henderson, like Raymond Felton was on that team, some guys like that. Like I think like Stephen Jackson maybe was on that team, and so uh, <laughs> if you weren't demoralized enough after like being one of the worst teams in the league, like Jordan would just like come down and just like show up to practice one day, and he just like run with the second team and just like dog walk the first team. <laughs> And like talk so much shit to them and like just demoralize. <laughs> so to your point, you know, these elite guys, man, that that want them to be them, they're they're not. Yeah, it's it's you can't I can't that, imagine man. showing up to practice and like like that's like me showing up to sell cars and like my owner just like shows up and just like dog walks me to like every <laughs> customer and like it just makes me look so stupid. Like it'd be demoralizing. Yeah, it'd be like, dude, what the fuck? Like I can't beat this 45-year-old hooping dude, this 50-year-old dog. Like, what are we and doing? And they said Jordan would talk so much shit to him the whole time. Yeah, that's what he and does. And just dog walk him at, like, 48 years old. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Mike was something. He's something else, man. I hope he gets it back into ownership at some point or something. He's Love a- Michael, man. My favorite, you know, my favorite basketball player of all time is Vince Carter, but love Michael Jordan. Uh, my dad just – idolized him so i grew up watching michael and hold on so vince is your favorite player yep you like michael yep 
but you're a UVA fan. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm all over. But yeah, no, I'm a big UVA fan, local here. Of course, my dad uh, was a big Yankees fan growing up, but we always rooted for the Orioles. You know, me and you have talked about that on this show, and yeah. Orioles being not too far away from here, I, you know, grew up going to them, still go to Orioles games and check them out, especially when the Yankees are in town. But I've been to plenty of Orioles games just watching them play, uh, you know, the Colorado Rockies or somebody random. Um, so I love the Orioles. You know, in the back of my mind, I root for them. My father-in-law, my wife's uh, father, is the biggest Orioles fan I've probably ever met. So, oh, wow. Um, he, he's a huge Orioles fan and, um, you know, has been since he was a kid. So, um, no, I, I hold the Orioles near and dear. And I'm the second um, biggest Orioles fan. Yeah, you're a big Orioles fan, but I, I I grew up a Yankees fan, so you know I love the Yankees. They've just kind of it's not that I've distanced myself from them because a true fan never distances himself, but just they've just been so frustrating like the last fifteen years. It's just almost become like a headache. Like like every baseball season, I just like well, you should should. just like take a hammer and hit my head instead of watching them. So you should distance yourself from them because they're the most overrated team in the history of sports. I'm not gonna say they're overrated in the history of sports because. Every year, they're probably the best baseball team for about fifty years, but they they definitely have been the last. They were a great. They were a great baseball team when there was like twelve teams. (laughs) We were one of the. We were the best baseball team in the nineties and the early two thousands. Yeah, but a lot of that was uh, if there was instant replay, we wouldn't have a lot of a lot of those. Oh, (laughs) that was one play. I'm just saying. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, I gotta be. I gotta keep it a buck here. (laughs) <laughs> I love Derek Jeter. You know, he's one of my favorite baseball. The most so is, overrated is, shortstop is, of all time. That, so, yeah, so that's what I was going to All right, so basically what I was getting ready to say is Derek Jeter is one of my favorite players because of what he did, his persona. Um, oh, no, why, we, we cannot lose you during this, AK. Where, where are you at? Else. There you go. Derek Jeter never wanted to play for anybody else. He grew up a Yankees fan. He was bred a Yankees fan. His grandmother was one of the biggest Yankees fans. And he is Yankees through and through. Even to this day, like, you watch him and, like, David Ortiz and Alex Rodriguez, like, Derek Jeter is Yankees, is the Yankees. But on the field, he is overrated. Let's and go, I, and I, y'all! And I've, I've said that for years. So, there you go. But I bro, love him. Bro, me and Ben, I'm not even joking with you, AK. Me and Ben have gotten into, like, some heated arguments because I've told him Derek Jeter is overrated. He's not even a Yankees fan. Yep. And he'd be like, dude, you're crazy. I'm like, dude, he was never the best shortstop at any point when he played. Like, I could tell you a better shortstop every single year he played than, than Derek Jeter. Well, it was always him and, like, the Nomar for a while. Like, well, that, Nomar that was, was better like for sure. Alex Rodriguez was better when he was a shortstop. Like, those two were always better than him. And then you go later on to his career, you're talking about, like, Tulowitzki was better than him. Yep. You know, there's... I could go every – I'd have to look at every year off the top of my head. But, it, man, Jeter was – he was a great leader. You're right. He was a great player. Yep. I'm not saying he's not a great player. He's a Hall of Famer for sure. Clubhouse guy. I mean, he loved the team. He loved the Yankees, and he loved being a Yankee. Yep. And what he did can't be – it can't be diminished. You know what I mean? Like, he has some of the most iconic postseason records. But he also played on great, great teams. And, like, if you put – other players in that position to play on great, great teams. I, I'm sure they would do the same thing and do as good. That's my only thing with Derek Jeter. Shoot, Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins, MVP, great player. He was a better shortstop than Derek Jeter as well. 
You know where Jimmy Rollins is from? Do not know that. The Bay Area, baby. I'll throw out another name to you, too. Miguel Tejada. People forget. Yeah, he was solid, but he, he had a short-lived yeah, like, peak. Right. His peak was like four years. I wish Tulowitzki would have never got hurt, too. He was he was there. Yeah, he – I mean – Well, no more, too, right? That 2007 uh, Rockies World Series team that went yep. to the World Series, like that, Tulo came up that year, and then he just changed the trajectory of that team. Obviously, you know, Matt Holliday is a great player as well. But, man, Tulo was <clears> – <throat> he was something else. You know where Tulo's from? Mm-hmm. Barry of California, baby. There you go. You always feel the Whitsky would have never got hurt. Well, Nomar got hurt. So Yeah, Nomar as well. Nomar and, was... and that's the other thing about Derek Jeter. I said what I said, but also to do it at the high – whether you say he's the best shortstop of each year or whatever, that's debatable. But to do it at that high of a level as long as he did, it's pretty oh, it's, impressive. Yeah, it's impressive as yeah. hell. It's great. Yeah. Like, I'm not – I don't – I'm not taking anything away from Derek Jeter. I think Derek Jeter no, is a great player. I love him. One of my favorite players, but I always knew that, you know, this would be talked about later. Like, he wasn't even the best shortstop in 2004. No. You know, in the league or 2005. Nope. He he was never the best shortstop in the league nope. at any point when he played, which is crazy. But, I mean, he was great. He was a great player. It's a testament to him. You know, you can't knock him for nope. that. He played, he was, he's a Hall of Famer. First ballot Hall of Famer. Yep. He's a shitty fucking media guy, though. I'll, yeah. I'll say that because he's a baseball guy. Like he's so is a rod. You can see it. A rod has like a persona though, dude. Like he has this like I don't know. He just had in in Ortiz too. Like they just have like a personality. Like Derek Jeter, he he doesn't have a personality, which is crazy. Yep. Like you would think he would, but he doesn't. He's just like so like, bleh. Yep. Baseball. It's like bro. He's a baseball guy. Though. Open up, dude. Like be a. But sure. he never did. Like, he, like as a Yankees fan, I've listened to Derek Jeter in press conferences for 20 years, and he never did. I mean, I guess even kill maybe, but but maybe even to the other side of that, if you will. But that's what makes, like, good media guys. Like, you got to have personality. Yeah. Whether it's hoops, baseball, whatever. It's got to have some kind of personality. Or else it's not entertaining. Love Derek Jeter, though. Not a knock on him at all. Nope. All right, let's get some best bets, AK. Let's go, y'all. Jordan, I'm going to go against the grain a little bit here, too, in a in a game that I usually don't like doing. But I guess that's the trend of this week, so we're going to keep it going. Um, North Carolina had an epic loss to my Wahoos. First time Wahoos ever beat anybody, a top-ten team on the road ever in Virginia football history. Ooh. Huge win for us. Um and I said it all year. Virginia would win that. Virginia would win one game uh, because of their defense, and, and they would just figure it out. It's a Virginia thing. We've always done it. Um, so there you go, go Wahoos. Um, I do think North Carolina. You know, North Carolina lost uh, last year to this uh, in the same spot. So I think they may have had it circled a little bit. You know, maybe maybe they were thinking about it. I don't know. You sleepwalk past Virginia. Virginia sucks. Um, it's easy to do. <laughs> so um, I know this number has kind of been bet down a little bit towards Georgia Tech. Um, I just think that's because North Carolina did use, lose to University of Virginia at home last weekend. But I think Drake May gets right. Um, and I, I think North Carolina really just comes out and smashes Georgia Tech. So um, I like North Carolina minus 11, minus 10 and a half. 
If you want to give me 10, I take it all. So. All right. Minus 11, UNC. All right. I'm kind of taking a similar path, except I'm going, uh, I'm staying in the ACC as well. I'm going uh, Louisville minus four against Duke. I don't think Riley Leonard's going to play. And uh, if he does play, like, he, dude, he, he was very compromised at the end of the last game. So I think if he gets ruled out, I think this line actually balloons to like six and a half, seven. Um, he's considered questionable, quote unquote, right now. Um, Louisville coming off the loss against Pittsburgh, right? They had a bye week as well, so got a little uh, got a little time to uh, straighten out here. And you got to remember, Brian Brom, this motherfucker loves these big games, dude. Even at Purdue, he wins these big games. So I love Louisville minus four. I think the line is very telling. The fact that it's not three, it's not three and a half, it's four. I love Louisville here. This I'm telling you right now, if, if Riley Leonard, Leonard, if he gets ruled out, this is going to seven, six and a half, seven. So get it now. Louisville minus four. Let's go. Can't believe we're going to all ACC best bets here. I'll tell you one more, Jordan. Uh, uh, I know we're about to be done, but right, one that I'm eyeing. Yeah. I'm curious to see what the line's going to do overnight tonight. But I think Virginia Tech gets it home, uh, gets it done, and gets Syracuse tomorrow night. I have not I, played that yet, so I like um, Vatek tomorrow minus three. Yeah. I love it. I actually love it. I actually had tickets to that game, but you know, unfortunately, I'm not going up there to how far is Blacksburg Lane Stadium? You know, I have been up there before. Uh, our and a half, maybe hour and forty five minutes. Why is every um, fucking city in Virginia Berg? You know, I don't know. The, I've been, actually been asked that before, and I, I don't know the answer. But it's true, literally, like Harrisonburg, Lynchburg, Blacksburg, all of them. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I think Virginia Tech gets it done tomorrow. I haven't played it yet. Um, I'm hoping it moves like towards Syracuse overnight. I don't um, think it's going to, bro. It's been getting pounded with Syracuse money all week, and it hasn't moved. I know. I was hoping to get a two and a half, but. Uh, so I'm not giving out my best bet. I have not played it yet, but as always, I will tweet it out because um, I'm probably going to get there with there. With I'm ca- I'm calling it out right now. We're playing Vatek minus three. <laughs> there you go. We we are. I think they get it done. Vatek minus three is our best bet tomorrow. DraftKings has a juiced <clears throat> minus two and a half, minus one fifteen. So shop it around. Do they? DraftKings is always mm-hmm. the worst fucking stale line too. Might as well get it there. Um, nice, love it. All right, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, we'll be back. I'll be back on Sunday night. Or actually, I'll be back tomorrow night with uh, Ben. We're gonna do a NFL pod. AK, if you're free, it's gonna be late. But uh, if you're if you're up, you're always welcome to join. That was um, great. So we'll be back tomorrow night. We're going to do an NFL pod. And then we'll be back uh, Sunday night to recap the NFL week. Um, And then we'll look forward to next week. AK and I will be back next week to talk uh, week 10 college football as well. Um, So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Make sure to follow AK on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, at AKSports90. You can follow myself at JordanRulesTSP. Follow the podcast at Taproom underscore sports. Instagram at Taproom Sports Podcast. Go download Sharp's app, S H A R P Z. Use the promo code George517. It's free to sign up. Track your bets, become a better, better. Um, we really appreciate y'all for hanging out with us. 
Um, for AK, for myself, we'll see y'all later. Have a very blessed weekend. Let's get this money. Y'all. Peace.